0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're diving into 10 MLS takeaways after 10 weeks of the MLS regular season. I feel like I blinked, and all of a sudden we're 10 weeks in. It's crazy. It's going by very, very fast. So on this show, we're going to try to take stock of what we've learned about teams, players, and the league itself through the first 10 weeks. So without any further ado, let's get to it and talk soccer all right we're running through 10 takeaways in less than 10 minutes so let's start hot with tiago almada and atlanta united the first takeaway is that Thiago almada is an elite player atlanta united have a superstar on their hands And I think not just an MLS-level superstar, but maybe a player that can really blossom into an elite European Champions League-level attacker. Almada's played in eight games so far this year, has five goals and five assists, and in general has some of the best underlying numbers in all of Major League Soccer. It's not just that the counting stats are there, but he's producing relative to other attacking midfielders and wingers in the league. He's in the 99th percentile according to FB Ref and expected assisted goals. He's in the 96th percentile for shot-creating actions per 90. He's an incredible ball progressor. His vision, I think, has improved. His passing has improved this year. He's really good. Folks don't need me to tell them that, but it's true. And that is the most obvious takeaway of the season so far. Number two on the list is another player-specific one. Georgi Petrovic is going to make the New England Revolution a lot of money. To review our New England goalkeeper history, Matt Turner was in New England. He had become the best shot stopper in MLS history according to really eyeballs and data and a number of other factors. He went off to Arsenal. Big questions about how the Revs are going to replace him. And they do so basically seamlessly. Petrovic comes in, starts games in June of last year, less than a year later. He's broken records. He's been the best shot stopper in league history, at least he was last year. And he's a top two shot stopper in the league this year alongside Brad Stuver. He's incredible. Athletic, six foot four, lanky, rangy, can make big saves. Also smart and patient with his positioning. Just everything you could want from a goalkeeper. Petrovic won't be around much longer. The Revs have shown they're willing to be a selling club he's going to make the revolution a lot of money. Takeaway number three, Sporting Kansas City are in trouble. It's been 10 games for them, and they are still winless. They're the only team at MLS right now without a win. They're at the bottom of the Western Conference. They've got three points so far this year. Their underlying numbers are rough. They have the worst expected goal differential in all of Major League Soccer right now. It's been about as bad as you could possibly imagine for Sporting Kansas City through 10 games so far. I'll take the hit on this one. I thought they were going to be good this year. I thought between Kinda and Polito returning, and, and that's just starting to happen for Gaddy Kinda, and Agata and Eric Tommy continuing where they left off last year, this team was going to be really good. They signed at number six in the offseason. They have not been able to overcome injuries. Their wide players are getting old, especially on the right side with Johnny Russell and Graham Zuzi. The center back pairing has not been good this year. Peter Vermees has really struggled to identify quality players that can come in and consistently impact the team. It's rough right now for Kansas City. They're in trouble, and Peter Vermees should be in some trouble. The fourth takeaway here, sticking at the bottom of the Western Conference, the LA Galaxy have to go with two strikers to hit their ceiling. Now, the Galaxy can still win games by playing in the 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3 shape that Greg Vanney likes so much, but they're not going to be at their best, right? They bring in Memo Rodriguez and Tyler Boyd during the offseason to pair those players with Efra Alvarez and Douglas Costa, and what you end up with is four wide players who are all bad, None of those players have shown an ability to impact games. They've all been below average based off of a number of different metrics this year. They've really struggled. I don't think it's a surprise that when we see the Galaxy go to two strikers, use one of those wingers as more of a wingback, push one of the other fullbacks forward to create this sort of asymmetrical attacking shape with two strikers in a central area, I don't think it's a surprise that by taking some wingers off the field and getting two above average number nines on the field, you look like a better team. Now, they're still a long way from implementing this system Really, to get Ricky Pouge all the way up to speed along with those players. We haven't seen that yet. But man, it's become more and more clear that the Galaxy need to stick with that two forward system and get rid of the wingers. Whether that's in a four-four-two diamond that we've seen Greg Vanny use in the past, we saw it with Toronto FC, they had real success there with that shape. Whether it's a three, five, two, three, four, one, two with Pouge as a number 10, there's a number of different ways to do it. But man, they need to go with two strikers to hit their ceiling. Takeaway number five is that the two best teams in MLS are both in the Western Conference. That's LAFC and the Seattle Sounders. You watch them play. You look at the expected goal differential. According to FB Ref, both of those teams are on top of the league, not just the Western Conference, but the entire league. LAFC are sitting at plus 0.83 expected goal differential per 90 minutes. Seattle are sitting at plus plus point seven. Both of these teams look really, really good. LSC have so far weathered the storm of participating in CCL and MLS play. In Seattle, even with some injuries, have bounced back pretty much fully from where they were last season. It seems to me that even with other competitions distracting from MLS play, the road to trophies in Major League Soccer this year goes through those two clubs out West. The sixth takeaway, while we're passing out praise, my number six, is that New York City F.C., might be the savviest recruiting team in Major League Soccer. And they should be, right? They have the power of City Football Group behind them. A massive soccer group of teams and minds and research and scouting and data. All that stuff. They have a lot of might behind them. And they're putting it to good use. Sandy Rodriguez is back. James Sands is back. Elena has just been a revelation to me at, at, at right back. 18-year-old Slovenian has been phenomenal this season. They look really good. And they still don't have a number nine yet. They'll sign one in the summer. Almost certainly This team is scary in how they're able to retool year over year and why CFC are a consistent threat in the Eastern Conference. Takeaway number seven, sicking in the East, a team that's not looking so good right now into Miami. My takeaway here is that Miami have put all of their eggs in the Leo Messi basket and they should, right? They should do that. They should be waiting to sign a number 10. They should be waiting and making Messi the guy, but oh boy, do they need him or at least some capable chance creator. I wrote about this last week for backheel.com. Right now, Miami are 24th in the league in expected goals. They can't create chances. Martinez and Campana don't have service. They need help, and it would be great for them, obviously, if that help was named Leo Messi. Number eight, takeaway number eight, is that Austin FC were overperforming last year. Austin finished second in the West last year. This year, they're all the way down in 11th and have not looked particularly special. Fagundes has regressed Driussi has regressed. Zardes hasn't worked as a number nine signing. I thought there was potential there, but you can see that both he and Driussi need service. The top end talent just isn't there, despite the big rig, Emmy Rigoni, who John Arnold came up with that nickname, at least as far as I'm concerned. Big rig scored a goal last week. That's a good sign for them. But Austin still were majorly overperforming in MLS last year. My ninth takeaway from 10 weeks of the season so far is that coaching matters in MLS. I think we all sort of inherently know this, but we have two great examples this year in the San Jose Earthquakes with Luchy Gonzalez, who look like a completely different team. They're fifth in the West this season after being down towards the bottom of that conference last year. And the Columbus crew, who are on pace to make the playoffs, the underlying numbers like them. They look like a good, if not great team in the Eastern Conference. They missed the playoffs last year. They're currently in sixth this year. has done a really good job of instilling his identity in this club. And I look forward to seeing more of what he's going to bring to this team going forward. Finally, number 10, my 10th takeaway is that expansion is fun. Are there too many teams in MLS? Yeah, probably. Do we need 29 teams? Probably not. But man, seeing St. Louis' arrival in Major League Soccer has been so much fun, right? You get to see a fan base that is energized and excited, a beautiful stadium, folks that are there, an entertaining and compelling soccer product. I have a ton of love for St. Louis and what they've done this season. It's really impressive. They've been better than I expected, and the market has brought something to Major League Soccer. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. We're going to see more expansion in Major League Soccer. St. Louis has set a high bar in terms of all of the off-field elements and even a pretty high bar on the field so far this season. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this episode of the Back Heeled Show. If you enjoyed this episode, you can scroll up or down here in the Back Heeled Show feed or go to backheeled.com for more American soccer coverage and subscribe. We'll talk to you again real soon. I'm